It feels kind of funny that I don't have to explain who the Zonai are before starting a video based around them nowadays. This will be my first time addressing the fact that Tears of the Kingdom has released in a video, and let me say that I think it's fantastic and fixed 90% of my problems with Breath of the Wild. It's just a great game. But today, I'm not reviewing the game, at least not yet. I want to take a look at two of the game's most interesting topics to me. Before this theory, speculation, amalgamation, I want to preface that I haven't actually fully finished the game yet. I'm at around 110 shrines, all main dungeons complete, but I haven't actually finished up with everything around the map yet. So, as usual, I want you guys to keep in mind that when I'm discussing the potential explanations for what Zonai energy and Zonai magic is, I could be wrong on some of this stuff, most of it even. And there might even be notebooks, dialogue, and other bits that directly oppose what I suggest in this video. This isn't fact, I just want to start a conversation. And if something is wrong, then make sure to let me know since that adds to the theory as a whole. Hope you enjoy! First, let's get something straight. In my mind, Zonai energy and magic are completely disconnected elements of Tears of the Kingdom's world. They don't correlate in the slightest. One is not equal to another. Zonai energy refers to what powers the constructs and is seen inside of the power cells that Link has over the events of the game, whereas the magic is used in abilities like Ascend, Ultra Hand and Fuse. I also think that the magic is seen coming out of the Shrines of Light, and I think that Zonai magic was being used when sealing Ganondorf, as we see in the opening of the game. Some of you may feel differently, but that's what I think right now. With that in mind, first let's start off with Zonai magic. There are some things in Tears of the Kingdom that contradict what's stated in creating a champion or masterworks, but my view is that some things from the book are and aren't canon, much like the Hyrule Historia books, or failing that, the books run alongside the Zelda series as they reference events in their own timeline, and we can pick bits out that also relate to what's going on in the games, though that's way more convoluted. So in creating a champion we're told that the Zonai are strong magic wielders, and I think that this is true. I'm not entirely sure where the fundamentals of Ascend, Ultra Hand and Fuse have come from, but they are definitely a part of Roru's arm when it's powered back up, and Roru himself gives you the abilities, so with that in mind, I'm guessing that these abilities were something that he taught himself over time or researched, eventually obtaining them, through the way of magic. So yeah, he's probably a really strong magic wielder, though we don't get to see too much of that based on what I've seen in the game so far. So. If the magic seen above and inside of shrines are Zonai magic, that's our first question to answer. What is it? First, I think we should take a look at the outside of one of these shrines before it's activated and complete. We see this magic spiralling up into the sky from what seems to be around the same area as the entrance opening up. And now, let's go into one of these shrines, and go to the very, very end. At the tip top of each of these shrines are a couple of notable additions. One is that the substance floating upwards is still here, presumably so it can float outside and be seen by the hero. What purpose do these parts of the shrines have? I'm not sure, since the Shrines of Light are also seen in cutscenes from the distant past, so the magic can't only be flying out into the air for the purpose of the hero seeing it, but that's not a question for me to answer today. The first of the additions I want to mention at the end of the shrine is this plate above the altar. Mechanically, it's used to stop the player from getting inside the altar and breaking the game, sure, but what's it used for in terms of the magic itself? Well, I think the spiralling line of magic coursing through the inside of the shrine to the outside of it is actually coming directly from the Lights of Blessing, and this is backed up by the altar having an explosion of this magic when they're open for the first time, which makes sense since the Blessing has basically been used as an engine for the past however many years. 
The last of the additions is four pillars that lift and crash down simultaneously. When they drop, they seem to generate some of this magic. Zonai characters seem to fly outside of the pillars and dissipate into the air, and this is an interesting point. Zonai magic loves disappearing into thin air. After using any of the abilities given by Raru, magic seems to disappear after being used. That's not so out of the ordinary really, but when fusing something together with an arrow, you see a ton of Zonai magic gathering at the end of the arrow to fuse it together. The hand seems to light up, which makes sense since you're using fuse, but it'd make more sense if the magic was appearing through the hand and not from thin air. With all of these observations, my first idea for what Zonai magic is fundamentally is that it is light itself. Lights of blessing are exactly what it says on the tin, they're massive balls of light of blessing. So if they're powering certain sections of these shrines, then it makes sense that they're the source of the magic at the altars and outside. Though I think the main bulk of the shrines are powered by energy, but we'll touch on those in a sec. Time and time again we see this magic disappearing into the air, but what if that's just the natural conclusion to the magic's life? What if using the magic is like using a solar panel for electricity? And I think that lines up with something else too. Remember in Breath of the Wild you'd use a rune-like bomb, cryonis, stasis, and there'd be a load of cooldown on the items because you'd have to wait for the Sheikah tech to reload. Well, there aren't any cooldowns on any of the items in Tears of the Kingdom. Recall doesn't count here, since there isn't a cooldown on it anyway, but it's not technically given to you by Raru. You can ascend as many times as you want in a set time period, because light and the air around you is always available, unlike the reloading of Sheikah tech in the last game. As another point either for or against this, I think we should discuss the light roots. Like many things at the minute, I'm not sure of the origins of the light roots either, but there's a couple of things that are very worth noting about these giant trees that lend credence to this theory. First of all, they're found underneath shrines of light. At first that might seem like a mechanic so that the player can find the shrines without too much hassle, and yeah, you're right. But in lore, that means that these light roots and the shrines do have a connection, they share something. So let's open this can of worms. I think that the shrines, and specifically the lights of blessing, are directly responsible for why the light roots can even light up in the first place. They're connected. You have to activate light roots with your hand. That just makes sense to me. So maybe some of the light being stored by the lights of blessings are stored inside the center of light roots so they can be activated at any time. We know that in real life trees store oxygen and if this theory that the air around Link and Zonai magic are one in the same, then that means that the light roots are one of the reasons why there is Zonai magic out in the overworld. But now I'm just spitting stuff out there. Over the course of the game, we see the materials that deal with light to dispel gloom and its effects. Sunderlions make you more gloom resistant, lights of blessing take the gloom that you were affected by at the start of the game out of you, and light roots make you more likely to see the gloom around you. In a way, both shrines and light roots are used for the same purpose, to spread light. So in my eyes, they're definitely connected, but I have to wonder which came first, the chicken or the egg, no. I mean, I mean, the trees or the shrines, but that is a mystery for another time. So to sum it up, at this point in time I think that Zonai magic is directly taken from light and oxygen working in tandem. If it's more so light, then that kind of reminds me of a certain triangular shaped object, but that's crazy speculation, so I'll lay that to bed for now. But now I want to talk about the more straightforward and more speculative claim. What is Zonai energy? The answer to this question seems extremely easy at first. We learn at the beginning of the game that the energy used in the energy cells on Link's hip are directly taken from Zonite, but the origins of Zonite are yet another thing that I'm entirely unsure of. 
but this time I want to take a very quick look at what I personally perceive them to be without much research. Zonite is described to have been used by the ancients to extract energy from them and use that energy in armour, weapons, and in Link's case, abilities. So that's it, right? Case closed. There's something used for armour crafting and they house energy. But that's not enough for me. I personally think that Zonite is supposed to be a direct opposite to Zonai magic, so that they had control of both sides of the spectrum. The Zonai magic symbolising the light within the world, and the Zonai energy symbolising the darkness. While I don't have much evidence to suggest that Zonite housing dark energy, I do have one interesting discussion point. Zonite is an ore, much like the luminous stone deposits or the general ore deposits found around Hyrule, and yet, to my knowledge, Zonite deposits aren't found anywhere else in the overworld. Sure, they're found in overworld caves, but that's because there's more darkness there than anywhere else in the map. On the flip side, in the depths there is Zonite everywhere, because the core identity of the depths is darkness and villainy. Over time, the darkness forms Zonites to be used in the future. With that in mind, when the constructs create Zonite energy out of Zonite, they crush the darkness and release a manufactured light unto the world. Since it seems like one of the Zonai's primary goals was to bring peace to the lands of Hyrule, together, Zonai magic and energy almost reminds me of both Hyrule and Lowrule, with both having their own Triforce offering different sides of the same coin. Light versus Dark, a battle that will no doubt take place until the very end of the Legend of Zelda timeline. Now those are my current thoughts on the sources of both the magic and the energy, light and dark respectively, but what else does this remind me of in the series? Most notably apart from the Triforce I'd have to say is the Twilight Realm in Twilight Princess. The entire being of the Twilight Realm was because the Twilight was stuck in ambiguity between both the dark and the light thanks to the interlopers, and there is a load of technology in the Palace of Twilight that may have also been powered directly from Zonite or whatever it was called in Twilight Princess. There had to have been a source to the power in the Palace of Twilight, but I don't know what that source was. But if I had to guess right now, given what I've said, I would suggest that the darkness in the Twilight coming together to form the darkness that's seen inside of the Zonite Ore in Tears of the Kingdom is what powers the Palace of Twilight. I already talked about the Triforce very briefly, but I think it's an interesting prospect too, but like I already said, that's super speculative and that entire Twilight section was already more speculative than I would have liked, so I think I've done my job today. Let me know what you think the source of Zonai energy and magic is down there in the comments. I'd love to read them. Please subscribe for more weekly Zelda content, eventually, and you'll join the 22% of people who are already watching that are already subscribed. Plus, like the video if you enjoyed it, it helps me a ton. Thank you all to my amazing Patreon supporters and members with an extra special thank you to Sumji and Jardweed and as usual thank you all for watching and I'll see you soon please stay safe